Welcome to another podcast that has been derived from the Rotary and Community Services radio show which airs every Friday from 6pm to 8pm on Community Radio 3WBC. In this very special podcast we have asked Past District Governor 9800 Julie Mason to interview the immediate past president of Rotary International, Ian Risley. Oh, Rotarians and listeners, good evening. My name is Julie Mason, um, past district governor of Rotary District 9800 in 2015-16. Where's that time gone? It gives me enormous pleasure to welcome back to the Rotary and Community Service Radio Show a very special distinguished guest. Ian Risley, OAM, was last on the program in June 2016, just prior to him leaving for the US to become Rotary International President-elect in the year 2016-2017. Now, Ian has recently returned to Victoria after a highly successful year as the President of Rotary International in the 2017-18 year. Ian, a member of the Rotary Club of Sandringham in Rotary District 9810, had the great honour of being selected as the Rotary International President in the year that just concluded in June. Ian, together with his wife Juliet, had a stellar year as its 109th International President, leading our organisation of over 1.2 million members. Ian, it's absolutely wonderful to have you back with us. Welcome home and more importantly, welcome back to the Rotary Radio Show. Uh, thanks, Julie. Good to be with you. Thank you. So first of all, Ian, to take you back a little bit, uh, where were you born and was yours a large family? That's not back a bit, Julie. That's a long way. That's <laughs> 71 years, but uh, I was born in in Essendon, in the suburbs of, uh, of Melbourne, mm-hmm. and there was myself and four siblings. Okay, and um, I'm sure we mentioned that um, um, back then, um, and after school, you went to school in both Essendon and uh, Brighton, yep. and then on to tertiary study. What did you study at tertiary level? Well, Essendon, Brighton, and Hampton, we can't forget and the Hampton. years 11 and 12 at the dear departed Hampton High School. Uh, I uh, studied, I went straight to work from, from, to, from secondary education and did my studies part-time. I studied to be a, a chartered accountant and then did a, a graduate diploma in income tax, a graduate diploma in accounting and a master's degree in income tax law. I've had the pleasure of attending Swinburne, Monash and Deakin University. Wow, wow. Slightly off script, Ian. Um, We just love the fact that you often refer to your accounting background with great humour in how you (laughs) shared the information we needed to hear about the financial There's nothing funny about being an accountant, (laughs) really. Not at all. Not at all. Yes, accounting suits me, um, but it doesn't mean that we have to all condone the, or live up to the stereotype, if you like, of accountants being dull and boring and only interested in figures. <laughs> We're normal members of society with our, our own little quirks um, for all of us. But yes, accounting, I started my practice, uh, gosh, two years ago. Wow, mm. wow. 
Now, somewhere along the line there, you married the beautiful Juliet, who's yep. also a Rotarian. And she certainly is now. Obviously, when I joined Rotary in 1978, she wasn't able to, and that was uh, to the uh, the shame and regret of our organisation, but they were mm. dragged screaming into modernity in the, in the late 80s. And uh, she became a charter member, and in fact, charter president of the Rotary Club of Hampton in 1993. Okay. And, and past district governor in the year 11-12. Okay, mm. okay. What motivated you to join Rotary? Oh, I'd love to say that I was very keen on making a difference in the world, but the four-way test would prevent me from saying that. I, I joined because I was asked to come along as a speaker at mm. the Rotary Club of Cheltenham, where a friend of mine was a member, and in fact their program director was the general manager of a client of mine, and so he said, come along. Obviously, they were extremely hard up for a speaker. Come along <laughs> and, and have a, uh, a talk to us. I said, about what? And he said, how about income tax? <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, I'll come along and talk about income tax. And the people were lovely. They laughed at the right time. They stayed awake. And uh, it was, I thought, nice people. And then, oh gosh, about uh, three months later, I had a call from the fellow who was the district governor's rep on the proposed chartering of a new club in Sandringham and uh, lo and behold uh, they asked me to come along and and come to the interest meetings. I didn't go to the first one but I went to the second one and it was just the who's who of Sandringham so I thought why wouldn't I want to be involved with these people? Uh, so that's how it started. Oh, it's only after you get into it I think that you really understand what Rotary is and what Rotary mm -hmm. does. Oh look I, I tend to agree and and just um, now thinking about that club, your, your club of, um, of choice and, and joining, what, what's it like now in terms of the mix of backgrounds and gender? And Like most clubs, that we're about to celebrate our 40th anniversary. Wow. So I've been in Rotary for almost 40 years come November. And we've been through, we as a club at Sandringham have been through our sort of ups and downs. And I think it's in an excellent condition now with mm. younger leaders, uh, a really good mix of men and women, a variety of, of experiences, more people who are still in the workforce than many clubs, um, and it's always fun. I love going along to my Rotary Club on a Tuesday night, and since we've been back, I haven't missed one. Oh, that, look, that's, that's good that's, fun. That's so, that's so affirming mm. to hear. Um, I'm curious too, not that I want to necessarily be um, Rotary International President, but, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm curious, um, the roles that you had prior to, to reaching that stage well, you know, in your Rotary journey. Sure. Uh, what like yourself, I was a, a district governor, in my case, 1999-2000, mm -hmm. last century. And uh, after that, I was on uh, a lot of district committees. Mm -hmm. And then it became time for our part of the Rotary world to elect a... A, a director from our zone and our zone at the time was Australia, New Zealand and the Philippines it's mm -hmm. changed a little since and I either put my hand up then or eight years later so I thought rather now I'll put my, my hand up and see what happens and lo and behold they were <laughs> courageous enough to to elect me so in 2006-08 I was a director of Rotary International and then I was on the finance committee Accountants tend to have this happen to them, going <laughs> on the Finance Committee. And then in 2011, 
uh, I was uh, elected to the, or no, 2010, I was elected to become a trustee of the Rotary Foundation from 11, uh, 2011 for four years. Mm-hmm. And then time to put my hand up for the presidency, which I did. And we're very proud of it and very pleased you did. So am I, Julie, so am I. <laughs> now, besides being recognised um, by Rotary and working so hard um, in Rotary, you've received recognition from the Australian Government. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, why that might have been? Oh, well, I've always been busy in the community in things like uh, the Sea Scouts and basketball groups and the school. Our kids went to uh, the Great St Leonard's College in South Road, Brighton, and I got involved in the parents group there and coached basketball, and I've just been busy. And within the Rotary environment, I've also been busy, because I think it, it behoves all of us to, to give back to, to our society, both locally and further afield, if, if you can, and I can. So that's sort of what happened, and I was pleased to receive an OAM in 2006. And also I went to Timor-Leste, East Timor, in, uh, I can't remember the year, I can work it out, but let's not take the listeners' time and <laughs> in listening to my ruminations, but uh, it, there's a lot of Rotary activity that takes place in Timor-Leste and yeah. includes a couple of great projects that, in fact, your district and mine shares at the East Timor Roofing Cooperative. Correct, yeah. And I went up to help them out and to make some submissions to the government and all of that sort of thing, and they were kind enough to give me the... Aussie uh, Peace Builder Award for East Timor, and that was fair. Ian, briefly, before we talk more about the areas that you especially focused on entering your presidency, how, once you kind of got to that level, did or were you prepared or assisted to prepare for that role in, as president? Julie, I think it's fair to say that everyone who comes to the position of president of Rotary International has a a strong background in Rotary activities beyond their own district and zone. You have to have been a a director of Rotary International, for example. Mm -hmm. And I was involved in several committees, as I mentioned, and was a trustee of the Rotary Foundation. And I think the experience of working on the Rotary Foundation, which is so important to Rotary, I think that's extremely beneficial. And also, I don't think it does any harm if you bring a a business perspective to something like the Rotary Presidency. And again, uh, accountants are blessed with uh, with some experience in running a business and uh, that certainly doesn't do any harm. And so I was super busy right up until the time when I was nominated as President. I also was Chairman of the Seoul Convention in 2016. Oh, yes. So that also gave me a, a significant background in one of the, the major events mm. of, uh, of Rotary. And I can see how that would be a real advantage because the Seoul Convention was fabulous. It was huge. And yours <laughs> was even more fabulous. Correct. Anyway, as we enter um, your year, what areas had you determined were going to be your special focus? Okay. Well, Juliet and I are both uh, very keen on expanding the role that Rotary can play in making the world a more peaceful place. Mm-hmm. So we, we established a, an endowed fund through the Rotary Foundation and contributed to it 
so that uh, we can encourage others to donate to that endowed fund within our foundation and the, the money in it or the earnings in it can uh, assist with, uh, with our efforts on peace building. Mm-hmm. And because of that, uh, I decided we should have six peace building conferences mm-hmm. around the world. So we, we had six. They were all orientated towards our six areas of focus. And you being a, a smart past district governor will realise that if peace is one of our uh, six areas of focus and we had six uh, peace building conferences, there's one left over because peace relates to all of the others and you're right. So we added the environmental sustainability and again all of those how they contributed to peace building. They were in various parts of the world, one of them was in Sydney one of them was in Chicago, in Beirut, in Kay, and Vancouver, and I've left one out, <laughs> and, um, which I'll think of in a second. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were enormously successful in all sorts of different ways. They were different, but they were, they were wonderful. Mm-hmm. So peace building was important to us. So was environmental sustainability. Uh, I was on record as saying that I don't think Rotary has done enough in the area of environmental sustainability where we're really well placed. There's 1.2 million of us right around the world and we can make a difference to the environment and uh, the ways in which people react to environmental sustainability. Mm. So we encourage that to happen. Asked, very simple, can each Rotary Club plant one tree Mm. per Rotarian? Mm. Sounds simple enough. Uh, And I was absolutely blown away by the response Mm. of the Rotary world. There were some amazing stories. I've just got rid of all of the dirt under the fingernails from the (laughs) ones that we personally planted as we moved around the world, and that was fun. Not all of them in ideal circumstance, but it was great. So therefore, the environment was another aspect that I was keen on. And as I say, we 1.2 million trees in itself is worthwhile, but in fact, we've we know we've planted, uh, Rotarians have planted, along with our friends, over 2 million and we're still bringing in numbers. It's mm. fabulous. Oh, I couldn't agree more. And it was in its simplicity, that's what people appreciated and yeah. they could then work with their local communities to talk more about Rotary too. So exactly, it was, it was and it's amazing how, amazing how that happened. Let me give you a quick example if we have mm-hmm, time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was in Romania. They have a Rotary Institute in Romania. One of our directors at the time last year was from Romania. And so we're in the city of Cluj and the government was telling me that they like the idea of planting trees and they'd love more trees planted in Romania, but they lacked the personnel to be able to plant them right over the country. Mm. And so the, the director from there, uh, Cornelia Dinka, said, well, sure, we can help. How many trees are you talking about? And uh, the government official said, well, we've heard the figure of 1.2 million mentioned. <laughs> So now, over the next, I think it's three years, the Rotarians of Romania will plant 1.2 million trees throughout oh. the country. And that's just a, a small example of just everywhere. Oh, everywhere we went. Iceland, Guatemala, everywhere. Oh, Fabulous. Just, just, a, just awesome. So in terms of your view of Rotary, has that changed after your year as international president? Well, one thing that has become clear is that, first of all, and not that I didn't and this already, but the work of Rotary is done at each and every Rotary Club. Mm. It isn't done at district level mm. so much, and it certainly isn't done on the 18th floor of a building in Evanston, Illinois. Mm. So 
the experience of seeing so much wonderful rotary work done right around the world was, mm. was awe-inspiring. Also, we do things in different ways in Rotary. Uh, we're, we're slightly more relaxed here in Australia, mm. I think it's fair to say, less, less elitist, but we still do wonderful work. Mm. And it varies from very casual to very formal right around the world, but the net result is that people do good stuff. Mm. And yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's great. Yeah. It's very, that was a very rewarding year, I have to say, yeah. Julie. Yeah. Well, from our point of view, as sort of bystanders, I suppose, we had that great sense, to be honest with you. Are you noticing that a lot more clubs around the world are getting onto this social media, Facebook, Instagram, yep. to get their message across? Mm -hmm. I think that's a really good thing. There's a process. I already had a, a Facebook uh, page. Mm -hmm. When you become president, the staff at Evanston basically run your page for you, mm. but they run the presidential page. So mm. I kept on doing my mm. personal page and what they did was pick up some stuff from there and put mm. it onto the presidential page. The reach that you get from that is astonishing mm. and uh, the feedback and the comments are not just from Rogerians, they're from people who mm. stumble across it. My successor, uh, Barry Rasson from the Bahamas, who's a great guy, he's even more savvy than I am on that, so he's very yeah. keen on making it happen. And I think we, we do have to understand that, I, shouldn't, I don't need to tell you, Julie, in your current position, but our public image is really important. Yes, yes. And we have to make sure that the, the non-Rotary world is aware of what we do in the same way that the Rotarians have to be aware of what we do. Mm. So uh, Facebook is, with all of its foibles, is, is one way of doing so. Mm. And Instagram and all of the other mm. methods of communicating, very important. And, and from my personal experience at the moment, learning from the people where it's intuitive and working exactly. with them yep. and continuing my learning is, uh, right. is the easiest way to do it, to be honest. Yeah. Too. I agree with that entirely. And, <laughs> and again, we have to realise that sometimes there's a perception of the leadership of Rotary International as being aloof and out there in Evanston and not really caring about what happens back in the, the real Rotary world. Mm. That's not true, but we have to demonstrate that it's mm. not true. And one way we do mm. so is, and I look at what Barry's up to all the time. Mm. He was in the Dominica um, a couple of days ago and mm. talking to the Prime Minister there. And I've had that pleasure in so many countries in mm. the last year. Mm. We have to make sure that the, the world understands what Rotary does. Mm. Very important. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. So what do you see are those future activities where Rotary can contribute to make our organisation have even greater relevance in the world? Mm. I mean, we've talked about the social media side, sure. but what else can we kind of do? Well, we can achieve is what we can do. Mm. And we are so close to polio eradication. Mm. I know the support that uh, polio eradication has had from your district and from uh, all around Australia is strong. Mm the amount of money that we contribute every year and the relationship that we have with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is so important. We are this close and one of the reasons why it's so important is you will have noticed that we've had some uh, vaccine derived circulating polio in uh, PNG in the last month. I think there have been three cases. That shows what will happen until we are able to eradicate polio from the face of the earth. Mm. That's Rotary's principal aim and we have to keep at it until it's finished. But as well as that, our six areas of focus are, are wonderful things that guide us in what we do. Mm. 
and they're fairly broad in scope, but it works. And uh, I think all of those, particularly peace, because I'm really keen on peace, and the, I think the peace centres are wonderful things. And as years go by, I think Rotary will become better known for the work we do on peace. But all of them are so important. Plus the fact that under the, the district grant uh, style or system that we have through the Rotary Foundation, there's lots of money that goes back to districts and therefore back to clubs and they're able to spend on doing good work in their own areas as well. Mm. So uh, I think we've just about got it right. And I think you've done it, showed us amazing leadership in just about getting it right too, may I say. Okay. And I want to thank you so much for talking to us again on the Rotary and Community Service radio show. It's been an absolute delight to talk with you um, and it's a great honour. Um, I think I speak for a lot of people to have had you as an Australian elected to that role, that, that role in Rotary. Uh, we all wish you and Juliet every future success and wish you a slightly hectic life, <laughs> if that's possible, and yes. hope that we continue to see you um, a lot in, um, in sharing your, your stories and your journey with us. Thank, thank you very Thank much. you, Julie. It's been a pleasure to be with you, and yes, people in my position, uh, we will keep busy. There's no doubt about it, because Rotary is such a, a great organisation, and it's a, it's a pleasure to be involved. So thanks for the invitation. It's always a a pleasure to talk to you and your listeners. Thank you for listening to this very special podcast. Other podcasts from the Rotary and Community Service radio show can be found on the Apple iTunes podcast section by searching on Doing Good in Victoria. They are also available on District 9800 district website. Thank you for listening.